Can you say a few words and talk? Oh, hi. Hello. Oh, toodles. <laughs> Would you like me to continue talking? No, I think that's good. I don't know why. We just seem quieter than normal. Are you sure? I don't want to make a mess in your couch. We can do too. another test run. I can do like Macbeth or something. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day. To the last syllable of recorded time, and all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle. Life's but a walking shadow. <laughs> I'm a little scared. You should be. Welcome to Beer and Fear. This is episode 21. My name is Zach. My name is Paige. Uh, we have a little bit of a venue change this week. Mm, we're on a field trip, Miss Frizzle. Mm-hmm. We're at uh, Paige's uh, commune, commode. Apartment? Sure. Yeah. There's another word for it. Like, uh, your commune. I was right. It's your commune, right? My residence? My yeah. home? The, we can look up at the source right now if you want. Commune would be on there. Look up commune. Am I wrong? What does commune mean? Yeah. So, technically... Chelsea and I are not a group. You could be a group. Two people. A look group, up group is not two people. Look up group. <laughs> We're at uh, Paige's place. It's a little echoey, I can hear. Doesn't have a, a lot of soundproofing in here. A group of number of people of things that are located close together. A number of people. So Not two. It could be two. Okay, when you were in class and you're talking um, and your teacher was like, okay, we're, we're breaking up into groups. Uh-huh. That meant more than two. It could be groups of two. She could also say she would we're breaking. say you're pairing up. She could also you're say you're pairing. Correct, but if she wanted to say groups of two, she would not. Because she wouldn't say groups of two because it, that's not a thing. It could happen. Um, we're at Paige's place. We took a field trip. Can this be a normal field trip with the frizz? No way. Are you going to be Miss Frizzle? Mm-hmm. All right. Hop on the magic school bus. <laughs> I will be the bus. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to be inside you. <laughs> Uh, episode 21 is about, uh, the boogeyman. Yeah. Um. The booger man. <laughs> yep. I was a little confused when I looked it up at first. It said, uh, it spelled it, uh, like bogeyman, B-O-G-E-Y-M-A-N. Yeah. I don't know if maybe that's like the traditional spelling. Um, but it also gave, there's different ways you could spell it also, you know, in parentheses after the word. Yeah. It was like, it could also be spelled with two O's, but we're spelling it the way Wikipedia wants to spell it, so... Bogey. Um, Boogeyman, how was your week? Do anything spectacular and fun and exciting? I'm sorry, I'm eating these really delicious chocolate-covered peanut peanut butter potato chips. They're not peanut butter. 
I don't know why I said peanut butter. <laughs> Go to Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory and get yourself some chocolate-covered potato chips. Yeah, they're good. I uh, got way too many of them. <laughs> you bought them out. <laughs> They'll make more. Um, no. I did nothing extraordinary. I went over to your place and we had breakfast together. Oh, yeah. It's That's right. Done. That was fun. Chelsea and I have been watching a lot of movies together. Any uh, any movies stand out that you find particularly enjoyable? We watched The Craft Legacy, so the sequel to The Craft. I don't even know what that is. Have you never seen The Craft? Nope. Oh. Felt witches. Okay. But I thought it was good. Nice. Um, yeah, I ran out of food at home, so I was ordering breakfast a lot and uh, ordering food at work a lot. But I went grocery shopping today, so that's good. I have more food left. Um, when you go grocery shopping, like, what do you usually buy? It, I guess it depends on the last time I went grocery shopping and how little mm. food I have. Mm. Um, but I go to Trader Joe's and I buy all my produce. And then I go to Meyer and I buy all the packaged stuff. So Why? Because Trader Joe's has really good produce and uh-huh. they don't carry a lot of packaged stuff. Oh, like, okay. I can't get the cereal that I like to get at Trader Joe's. Oh. They have cereal, but I like, you know, there's some stuff that I can get at Meyer. Um, that I can't get at Trader Joe's. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And if I'm buying produce, I'm going to Trader Joe's because it's fresher. Hmm. Uh, they have chocolate covered, uh, sunflower seeds at Trader Joe's and those are my favorite. Oh yeah. I do. I haven't bought those, but I've, I've had them before. They're good. Um, what did I do? I switched shifts. So I'm on a normal, somewhat of a normal schedule now. What's your official shift now? 3 PM to 11 PM hmm. with Thursdays and Fridays off. There's going to be noise happening. It's fine. <laughs> but I, it's nice because I'm getting uh, better sleep now, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I think I'll like it. It's going to be all year, unfortunately. But I oh, think you don't I'll, change it again? We, I do not. No, for the entire year. Oh, that's wild. But um, it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. I look forward to it. What days off did you say you had? Thursday, Friday. Oh, today being one of them. Friday. My days off are Monday, Tuesday. Oh, they changed. Mm-hmm. Okay. They needed more availability on the weekend, so I was like, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Well. We'll we'll get together Thursdays and Fridays then I guess before work because you're still on mids yeah midnights yep mids I was confused by that first because when everyone started saying mids I thought it was middle shift yeah but they say mids they when they say mids it's midnights okay well it's dumb yeah I don't know uh boogeyman I picked the topic this week yeah um, and I picked the beer this week yeah so, that's how this works oh gosh, we didn't make any room this is kind of a a different setup here. Hold on. So, the beer this week is called Boogie Nights by uh, Mars Community Brewing Company. M-A-R-Z. So, uh... Oh, what a night. It could be... I don't know if it's Martz or if it's Mertz or if it's Mars. I'm going to say Mars, M-A-R-Z. The name of the brewery? Yeah. I think it's Mars. M-A-R-Z. But in German, uh, M... A with the little dots, the umlaut, RZ is March. So if you want to say March in German, it's Merz. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it looks very similar to that. So So is this based off the movie? Boogie Nights? Yeah. It's not. Oh. No. Uh, but it's the first thing that came to mind, though. Poor Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just picked it because, uh, you know, obviously, Boogie. Uh, Maybe, interestingly. You know, Dirk Dickler, baby. <laughs> Interestingly, uh, Mars Brewing Company, they have a lot of different kinds of um, 
boogie beers. Yeah. And uh, real quick, I'll look them up. I should have had this ready. So when I looked this beer up on Binnie's, um, Mars has a lot of different, uh, a lot of different kind of boogie beers. Uh, they're actually their very first beer that they made. Uh, I think was Jungle Boogie, um, which is why is everything boogie themed? I don't know. Not all of their beers are, but they have a lot of boogie beers. Um, Jungle Boogie is a wheat beer, an American wheat beer. Um, which sounded really good. Then they have Double Jungle Boogie. Mm-hmm. They have uh, Pineapple Jungle Boogie. They have this uh, Pomegranate Jungle Boogie, Mango Jungle Boogie. Hmm. Um, so the very first beer, they've kind of branched off and made a lot of different ones as well. Yeah, We're also recording on a laptop, so if we, have, if we hear some really weird things and they show up in the recording, that's why. What was that? It's... <clears throat> I think it's some kind of audio distortion. It might be from our phones. I don't know. Because I can feel it in my teeth. <laughs> Your teeth? Yeah, if you hear really weird um, buzzing, that's why. This is what happens when you go on a field trip. Yep. So the one I picked was Boogie Nights because uh, I figured night, boogeyman, you know, I follow and I like your connection. Great. Moving on. 3630 South Iron Street in Chicago, Illinois, 60609 mm-hmm. is where Mars Community Brewing is the brewery was formed as a dream in 2013 while we hung out at Maria's Packaged Goods and Community Bar in the Bridgeport neighborhood of Chicago. We combined our love of craft beer with our desire to make our city a better place to live, work, and play by creating Mars Community Brewing Co. With the encouragement of our friends in the Chicago craft brewing community, we opened our first nano production facility in a storefront on Halstead Street using a quaint three barrel psycho brew system. The early years of Mars saw the creation of our flagship wheat ale, Jungle Boogie, as well as our Bubbly Creek Sour Series and some of, uh, some of our more exotic concoctions uh, called What the Foe, Nasal Cavity, and Dylan or Weiss. They got a lot of weird beer. In 2018, we moved across the Bubbly Creek into the central manufacturing district of McKinley Park, where we built our new mothership facility designed to expand our production capabilities while also showcasing the myriad talents of our team of brewers, artists, musicians, designers, weirdos, and collaborators. The very community that helps make Mars what it is. Mm. Mars now brews on a 15-barrel brew house with 15 and 30 BBL which is the abbreviation for barrel, which I didn't know, and BBL. Uh, fun fact, one U.S. BBL is 31 gallons. So barrel is 31 gallons. Hmm. So 15 and 30 uh, BBL tanks. A 15 BBL fo- uh, fooder, F-O-E-D-E-R. Fooder. Fooder. Our own canning line and a continuously growing barrel program, all designed to allow us to make small batches of handcrafted beer and other delicious liquids such as kombucha, yerba, shrub sodas, and house-made seltzers. I've never had yerba. Isn't it like super caffeinated tea? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I haven't have had uh, yerba mate. Cruise it on down Main Street. Either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Haven't had it either. Um, I used to make my own kombucha. I like kombucha. So I like Mars. They're pretty great. We pride ourselves on giving back to the community that has given us so very much. As such, we help support numerous nonprofits and a wide-ranging cultural and social advocacy community to build a better world for our employees, customers, family, friends, and neighbors. Nice. These guys are uh, pretty pretty OG. I dig it. 
With oh, the frizz? No uh, way! Mm. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 No fun. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Your face looks so upset. We're gonna get like copyright struck or something. Got like chip crumbs. We're gonna dumb, get shirt. We're gonna get fined money that we don't have. Okay, that you can't can't let that happen. This um, we played a Mark Wahlberg song on here for a very long time. I know. I was a little concerned about that, but it's fine. No issues yet. So I'm sure. Shh, don't remind him. Okay. Keep it on the dollar. Yeah, I'm sure Mark Wahlberg wants our revenue mm-hmm. this, that we don't have. Uh, this is describing the beer now. This seasonal variant of Jungle Boogie features the same tea you know and love. Then makes sense. It's hopped with a little more mosaic and cascade to help play with the darker wheat malt and deeper black malt that give this version a darker color and more robust flavor. Did Enjoy. you say deeper yerba? No. Oh, okay. I thought you said yerba. No. Um, darker wheat malt and deeper black malt. Oh, deeper. That give this version a darker color and more robust flavor. Enjoy and boogie on. Oh, that was cute. Mm-hmm. This is a Boogie Nights. It is a dark wheat ale. Uh, this is our first wheat beer. Oh, really? On Beer and Fear. We haven't had sure? wheat beer yet. Yes, a positive. I checked. Okay. Um, I love wheat beer. I'm a big fan of wheat beer. I've never, I don't know that I've ever had a dark wheat ale. Um, but I'll, I'll describe what wheat beer is. Wheat beer is a top fermented beer, which is brewed with a large proportion of wheat relative to the amount of malted barley. The two main varieties are German Weiss beer, literally white beer, and Belgian wit beer, the same uh, meaning in Dutch. Other types include Lambic, made with wild yeast, Berliner Weiss, uh, Weisse, which is a cloudy sour beer, and uh, Goza, which is a sour salty beer, which is Landshark. Uh, not Landshark. Um... Sequench? Sequench was a Goza, I think. No, it was a Sour Ale. Similar. I think we've done a Goza. We have not. We haven't? We haven't. Wow. I would like to. Hmm. Again, it's a top fermented beer. I'll quickly go through what um, top versus bottom fermenting is. I think we we talked about like ale versus lager in a previous episode. We touched upon it bright, uh, you know, briefly. Yeah, a while ago. This, uh, this kind of ties into it. So ale is top fermented, meaning the yeast is applied to the top of the wort and at a higher temperature. Top fermenting is the oldest method, and the yeast used for it is called, um, if you remember, the Secrecurvus, that kind of yeast. Uh, top fermenting le- uh, tends to yield more flavor, as esters, which is a byproduct of both kinds of fermenting, are more pronounced in warm fermenting, as the as are fennels, which include things like tannin. Um, so they're more they're more prevalent in the beer. Uh, top fermented, warmer ales. Mm-hmm. Lager, on the other hand, is a bottom fermented uh, brewing method, meaning the yeast works at the bottom of the wort at a much lower temperature. And that's because the yeast involved in bottom fermenting are a hybrid of Saccharomyces cerevisiae and a yeast called Saccharomyces ubeinus. Uh, some of these yeasts can thrive in much colder temperatures. I think I mentioned that yeast before. I still can't pronounce it. Um, but top versus bottom, ale versus lager, Warm versus cold, they all mm-hmm. kind of tie in. One popular wheat beer is Blue Moon. It is a Belgian wit beer. Uh, wit beer uses flavorings such as coriander and orange peel. Belgian white beers are often made with raw, unmalted wheat. Hmm. I do like Blue Moon. I do like Blue Moon. Uh, big fan of wheat beer. 
Uh, I am as well. Weissbeer uses at least 50% wheat to barley malt to make a light-colored top-fermenting beer. Specialized strains of yeast are used, uh, which produce overtones of banana and clove as byproducts of fermentation. And that reminded me, the banana and clove reminded me of one of my favorite, if not my favorite beer of all time, is uh, Summer Fling by Ludington Bay Brewing Co. It is a uh, Hefeweizen, which falls under the, the category of wheat beer, Hefeweizen. I love um, that word. Right? Uh, but I think the description of Summer Fling, if you go to the brewery, it, it says banana, banana and clove, which I guess is pretty common uh, flavors for vice beer. There are many different varieties of wheat beer, but the one we'll be talking about and drinking is a dark wheat beer, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes called Dunkel's Weiss beer, mm-hmm. or more commonly Dunkelweizen. More German. Mm. Dark wheat varieties are made with darker, more highly uh, kilned malts, both wheat and barley. It can be considered a cross between a German-style Dunkel and a Hefeweizen, distinguished by its sweet maltiness and chocolate-like character. It can also have banana and clove, and occasionally vanilla or bubblegum, esters from Weizen Ale yeast. Bubblegum? Mm-hmm. Okay. Craftbeer.com says it's good to pair with roasted chicken, gouda cheese, and banana cream pie. Hmm. This specific kind of dark wheat beer. <clears throat> Um, Boogie Nights is 7% ABV, mm-hmm. uh, unknown IBU or SRM. I mm-hmm. couldn't find that. And Beer Advocate gives it a score of 86. Very good. Mm. Ranked number five in American dark wheat beers. We're going to have to flip the script and start picking really gross beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been doing too, too good of a job. Uh, well, we had Famosa and then what was the other one? Purple Haze. Famosa was forever ago and so was Purple Haze. Yeah. Because we're in the first season. Well, now we're on our third. This is the third season. Right. So... I don't know. We'll see. Uh, ranked number five in American dark wheat beers, ranked 18,496 overall, and it has an average rating of four on Beer Advocate. If you want to learn more about this brewery and check out their beers, you can go to mars.beer. That's their website, mars.beer. I'm going to go get the beer. Uh, uh, okay. Maybe I'm a little, a little over dramatic sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. Let me let me see this can. Oh, it's cute. Got a little skull as a cup with um, what I can only assume is supposed to be an umbrella that looks like a mushroom. All right, so I'm I'm judging uh, Paige really hard because she does not have pint glasses. Yeah, I'm sorry. You guys we, drink so much beer and liquor here. We drink guys, a lot of liquor, but we don't drink a lot of beer. You should have at least two pint glasses. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you get you some pint glasses. Okay. Stat. We're drinking out of plastic cups. Don't tell them that. They'll judge me. <laughs> uh, yeah, can looks pretty cool. Oh what a night! Late December. Ooh. Clove. What is that? Clove. <laughs> <laughs> it smells good. Kind of looks like Coca Cola. Yep, a little bit. 
Like that is straight up Pepsi. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, look at that. This is a very thick foam. It is thick foam. Um Yeah, it uh kind of reminds me of a, a porter or a stout in color and uh and well, foam. Well the um the head looks like um a Guinness. Yeah. Well, Guinness is a little different, but yeah, uh, like a stout. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I don't know how I feel about this. I think you'll like it. I think you're wrong. Because it's a it's a wheat beer. It's it's gonna be easy on the palate. Um, I like how it smells. It is an ale. It's not a lager. Uh, however, it is. It's a little more mild. Um, not as many pronounced flavors. You know, should be should be easy to drink. You good? I blew on the foam. <laughs> We're gonna. You want to try and clink? Plastic clink. Clink. I like it. Wow. Did you not drink it? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's so good. <laughs> I like it. A little um it is actually a little aggressive on the on the tongue. Um I've I've picked out uh most of the episodes. You always mention uh something about a tongue feel or something about a back of the throat feel mm-hmm. for every beer. Yeah. That's a weird thing with the back of that throat. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's just beer. Whenever what, what happens when you drink beer? No. It hits the tongue and the back of the throat different. It does. This one hits the tongue pretty uh pretty pretty harsh. Cuz like when it hits when there are certain things like certain flavors that you don't get completely on the top of the tongue. And like there's parts where like when it officially reaches like towards the back of your throat and towards the full part of your tongue that you get a different piece of the flavor. Correct. So that's what I'm saying when I'm talking about back of the throat. It hits that part of your tongue. I am getting a little um, like roasty, roastiness. Okay, well, it smells like cut grass to me. I don't know where, where that's coming from. But... Smells like, you know, like an old lawnmower? It smells like an old lawnmower. <laughs> it smells like an old used lawnmower. Mm. Like gasoline. <laughs> gasoline and your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Some white sketchers. <laughs> Excuse you? New balance. New balance. <laughs> Kept clean with some Windex. Mm-hmm. Gonna take you to Outback in his fancy shoes. I don't know. I like it. I don't. <laughs> like, I can finish it, but I just. Maybe it's the plastic. <laughs> Do you want to see yourself out? No, we got an episode to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer... We do plastic because we're worried that you'll hurt yourself on glass here. Because you trip over every fucking thing. You trip over air. Yeah, sometimes. I prefer uh, normal wheat beers and whip beers. Um, like Weiss beers. Um, which are very, very blonde, uh, very clean and crisp. Uh, this dark wheat is interesting. I don't, I don't know that I've had something like this before. I don't know. I just think it's bitter. I don't, it's got an interesting taste when you burp. It's got an interesting burp. Yeah. It's got an interesting burp. Hmm. It's good. I think it's easy to drink and it's mellow. I 
think that it's easy to sip on like consistently, but like I've had beers that are easier to drink, like beers that I could just like sure. constantly. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. Um, I, to me, it's, it's, just, it's crisp. The aftertaste in the back of my throat, it's just yeah. like burnt. Yeah. Right. It's a little roasty. Um, I don't know. Spices and maybe there's banana there. I don't know. I just, it's not my type of thing. Like I could probably finish this, mm-hmm. but I just, I don't I wouldn't get it again. And I definitely wouldn't want another can. <clears throat> smells good though. So, uh, this will be a, uh, you want to keep it a five for both of us? Right no, now? I'm going to put this at like an eight. <laughs> okay. Uh, I kind of wanted to, I almost chose a different beer by Mars. One of the other, one? like Jungle Boogie or uh, the Pineapple Jungle Boogie. And I, I actually, I looked them up on Beer Advocate before I picked it, mm-hmm. which I try not to do because I don't want that kind of swaying my opinion. Um, but I was pretty pretty set on this. And then I decided to check Beer Advocate at the other beers. Uh, Jungle Boogie, I think, has like a 92 mm-hmm. um, score on Beer Advocate. Some of the other boogie beers uh, were ranked higher than this. Mm. But they also got more reviews than this one. Mm-hmm. So I think that might also play into it. Mm. Um, I would like to try some of the other ones from Mars Brewing. Maybe we will later down the, down the line sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, but uh, I don't know. It was good. It's decent. I've had, there's better beers. I've had better ones. It's all right. It was all right. Well, whenever you're ready, take like it away. I can kind of understand how I got its score on Beer Advocate if, like, that's your type of beer. So, like, I'm not saying it's a bad crap. It's it's well brewed. It's just not my, my cup of tea. Sure. It's not my type of beer. It's not your it's plastic. Not my, it's not my pint of beer. Not your plastic cup of beer. You know what? I don't need that attitude. <laughs> I don't like that tood. You invited me over. And then I was like, oh, yeah. then, why don't we just do the episode then? Yeah, that was you. You know? Instead of you having to go over there, and then we would come back here, and then I would drive back. You know I don't care. I don't care either. I just thought it'd be... Oh my God. Anyways. I thought you would have pint glasses. <laughs> Do you want to drink about shot glasses? Because that's the only glass that we have in this house. <laughs> okay. Uh, ignore me. Continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the bogeyman, or boogeyman. Right. As it's spelled, bogeyman. Yeah, there's a bunch of ways to spell it, though. There's boogie, as in, like, to dance. There's... Boogie Woogie, not Ooh. even Boogie Woogie, the, the Boogie, Boogie Woogie Man, <laughs> the Boogie Man, Boogie Monster, Boogie Monster, yeah, he, which also, I told Zach this before, but the Boogie Man was something that I was absolutely terrified as, um, as a oh, child. Oh yeah, that's he what you did. terrified me, and it was because, and I have to look up the name of this movie, but I'm pretty sure it was literally just called The Boogie Man, mm-hmm. and I think it was a Disney made for TV movie. What the hell? Why would Disney make that? And it terrified me. Scare all the kids. All the youngins. Don't look under the bed. That's what it was called. And let me freaking tell you, this boogeyman that was in it was terrifying. Don't look under the bed? Yes. So freaking scary. And it was like about, I think like imaginary friends that would end up becoming like monsters if you stopped believing in them. But like this was the boogeyman. Oh, yeah, it's a little scary. Oh, no, 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 just... It's like a cracked up Jack White. Oh. That's like one of the imaginary friends. Like, look at this hand. Look at this hand. (laughs) Oh, freaking terrifying. I hated it so much. Ooh, look at that one. Yeah, terrifying. What is that, Jim Carrey? So (laughs) fucking scary. Like, it was just, it was not a children's movie. Like, Like, look at this. Look at this. 
not a children's movie at all. It's so scary. Like, I watched that on it, young. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that would have scarred me, too. Ugh. Terrible. Did you say, is that Jim Carrey? No, it's It looks not like Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey, this one. It's like Steve Valentine. Is that Jim Carrey? It looks like Jim Carrey. No. What is Steve Valentine in? He looks very familiar. Whatever is going on in the kitchen smells amazing. That's Chelsea making tacos. But yeah, the f- it terrified me to the point where, like I told you, like I had to, I was young when this came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to jump from the side of my bed onto my bed because I was worried that someone would grab my ankles. <laughs> oh my goodness. I was terrified. <laughs> and I was on the bottom bunk too. My little sister and I shared bunk beds. And I was like, I wouldn't sleep on the top bunk. That's adorable. I was so scared. Um, <laughs> not adorable. I <laughs> uh, use a type of mythical creature used by adults to frighten children into good behavior. Uh, boogeyman, boogeyman have no specific appearance and conceptions vary drastically by household and culture, but they are most commonly depicted as masculine or androgynous monsters that punish children for misbehavior. The boogeyman, or conceptually similar monsters, can be found in many cultures around the world. They may target a specific act or general misbehavior, depending on what purpose needs serving, often based on a warning from the child's authority figure. Uh, The term boogeyman is sometimes used as a nonspecific personification for terror, and in some cases, the devil. The devil? The devil. Is that serious? The devil. Uh, the word bogey is believed to derive from the Middle English bogue or bug, something frightening or scarecrow. Oh, uh, that's why it's spelled like that then. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, theories on its origin include a root meaning goat or a cognate of the German. I <laughs> Put the two little dots above the O. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> Burger. But- Almost like burger, but oh. burger. Okay, but that, but with man at the end. <laughs> burger man. <laughs> the burger man. <laughs> or goblin. <laughs> it could be influenced in meaning by Old English Buddha, butter, used in compounds. Butter? I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> used in compounds for beetle. Uh, a related word, bugbear, from bug, meaning goblin or scarecrow, and bear was imagined as a demon in the form of a bear that eats small children and was also used to mean a general object of dread. Hmm. The word bugaboo, with a similar pair of meanings, may have arisen as an um, an alteration of bugbear. Bugbear. Yes. What are those um, little microscopic bear things? Water bears? Yeah. Tardigrades? Yeah. I don't know why I just thought of that. Mm, They're cute. They got little (laughs) sucky mouths. They go... Uh, while the description of the bogey booger man differs on a cultural level, there are often some shared similarities to the creatures. Many of the boogermen mm. are depicted as having claws, talons, and sharp teeth. Along with that, the majority of boogeyman are of the spirit variety, while the minority are demons, witches, and other legendary creatures. Some are even described as having certain animal features, such as horns, hooves, and bug-like appearances. When looking at the personality traits of the snot man, they are most easily divided into three categories. The kind that punishes misbehaving children, the kind that are more prone to violence, and the kind that protect the innocent. Hmm. 
They all relate in the same way, being that they all exist to teach young children lessons. Mm -hmm. The large majority, okay, but also if you're teaching young children lessons, you probably shouldn't be hiding under their beds. That just gives off the wrong flavor of the week there. The large majority of um, boogie snot um, (laughs) men (laughs) are there just to frighten children with punishments and not actually inflict much damage. The more vicious boogie, um, hack up a loogie man... (laughs) is set to steal the children at night and even eat them. Ooh, the last category is the boogeyman who protects people and only punish those guilty regardless of age. Hmm. So the the uh, conception was from parents? Mm-hmm. That's how it originated, was parents. Mm-hmm. I wonder who coined Creating the... Creating a monster. I wonder who coined the term, though. Because mm. the etymology sounds a little historic. Because of such a global impact, it makes it difficult to find the original source of the legends. Ah. The first reference to the boogeyman would be considered the hobgoblins, described in England in the 1500s. Many believed that they were made to torment humans, and while some only played simple pranks, others were more foul in nature. Hmm. There are different ones in different cultures. So there's uh, the sack man. In many cultures, in many countries, a boogeyman variant is portrayed as a man with a sack on his back who carries naughty children away, kind of like Krampus. He's the sack man. (laughs) (laughs) This is true for many Latin countries such as Chile, Brazil, Portugal, and Spain. Portugal. Portugal. And the countries of Spanish America, where he is referred to as El Hombre del Costal. Okay. I think so. And then El Hombre del Seco. Seco. Seco man. <laughs> yeah, Seco. Um, all, all of which mean uh, the sack slash bag man. Hmm. Uh, similar legends are also very common in Eastern Europe as well as in Haiti and some countries in Asia. Hmm. There's El Coco, um, Okukui, and El Bolo. Boyo? Bolo. Boyo? Boyo is a monster common to many Spanish-speaking countries. Uh, in Spain, parents will sing lullabies or tell rhymes to children, warning them if they do not sleep. El Coco will come to the, get them. The rhyme originated in the 17th century and has evolved over the years, but still retains its original meaning. Hmm. Uh, coconuts received that name because the hairy brown face created by the coconut shells, uh, three indentions, reminded the Portuguese sailors of Coco. No way. Latin America also has El Coco, although its folklore is usually quite different, commonly mixed with native beliefs and because of cultural context. That is so cool. I love that. Sometimes more related to the boogeyman of the United States. However, the term El Coco is also used in Spanish-speaking Latin American countries, such as Bolivia, Colombia, Guatemala, Peru, Mexico, El Salvador, Honduras, Dominican Republic, and Venezuela. It's a lot of places. Although there, it is more usually called El Cuco, as in Puerto Rico, Chile, uh, Chile, Uruguay, Uruguay, <laughs> and Argentina. Among Mexican Americans, El Cucuy is portrayed as an evil monster that hides under children's beds at night and kidnaps or eats the child that does not obey his or her parents or go to sleep when it is time to do so. Hmm. However, the Spanish-American boogeyman does not resemble the shapeless or hairy monster of Spain. Social sciences professor Manuel Medrano says popular legend describes El uh, El Cucuy as a small humanoid with glowing red eyes that hides in closets or under the bed. And then some lore has El Cucuy as a child who was the victim of violence. Mm. And now he's alive, but not. Oh, yeah. I understand. (laughs) There's uh, Cuca in Brazil folklore. 
folklore. <laughs> his similar Kuka is depicted as a female humanoid alligator or an old lady with a sack. There's a famous lullaby sung by the most parents to their children that says that um, the kuka will come to get them and make soup or soap made of them if they do not sleep. Soup or soap. Soup or soap. Hmm. Uh, there's, I'm not sure if it's babao or babua. Um, it's probably babao. Um, it's in the... Uh, Papa? Like, what? Pa- like Papua New Guinea? Like the same spelling? It's B. It's like Papa. There's no P. It's oh. just B. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it's in the countries of Central and Eastern Mediterranean. Uh, children who misbehave are threatened with a creature known as uh, babao, or in Italy, the babao in... Um... I skipped a line. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the babao or um, baobao. There we go. I found my line. Okay. In Italy, the baobao is also called... Um, baobao, it's spelled differently. So B-A-U-B-A-U, uh, and then for trading countries, it's B-A-O-B-A-O. Huh. Um, <laughs> it's also referred to as black man. Oh. In Italy, he is portrayed as a tall man wearing a heavy black coat with a black hood or hat which hides its face. Sometimes parents will knock loudly under the table, pretending that someone is knocking at the door and say something like, here comes... Uh, Bao Bao, he must not. He must know that there's a child here who doesn't want to drink his soup. Who drinks their soup? <laughs> it's mean. It is also featured in a widespread nursery rhyme in Italy, uh, and it's in Italian, so I'm not even gonna try and read uh-huh. it. But it's essentially that, uh, like the neighborhood watch guy that you see on those signs, like Cloak Man. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Bao Bao. Uh, but they do have an English translation of the lullaby, uh, and it says "Lullaby Lulla Oh." Who do I give this child to? I will give him to the boogeyman who's going to keep him for a whole year. (laughs) (laughs) Bow Wow is not supposed to eat or harm children, but instead takes them uh, away to a mysterious and frightening place. Oh. This one I like because (laughs) this looks like it's Butts Man. (laughs) But it's German. (laughs) Butts Man. Germanic folklore has dozens of different figures that correspond to the bogeyman. Mm. These have various appearances, such Mm -hmm. as a gnome, man, animal, monster, ghost, or a devil, and are sometimes said to appear at very specific places, such as in forests, at water uh, bodies of water, uh, cliffs, cornfields, or vineyards. These figures are called by many different names, which are often only regionally known. One of these, uh, possibly uh, etymologically, the the (laughs) etymology. You're doing great. Thanks, bud. Um, related to the boogeyman is the, I'm pretty sure it's not butts man, but I'm going to say butts man. It's butts. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. Which can be of gnome like or other demonic or ghostly appearance. Hmm. Good times. But they're inhuman creatures that hide in the dark corners under the bed or in the closet and carries children away. Uh, Germans are crazy, man. Uh, you reminded me, um, I don't know if my mom actually has this book. Mm-hmm. She might, but um, my grandparents were German. And uh, that's maybe where the, the book came from or how she found out about it. But it's called um, Der Struvelpeter. Der Struvelpeter. And this is the cover of the book. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's this Those long person. fingers? What am I looking at here? I don't know if they're fingers or they're, I think they're fingers. Um, 
but the caption is merry stories and funny pictures and there was uh some kind of um uh tale in here it's like a, a book full of different tales and um kind of like the boogeyman mm-hmm. it's like fables you know that parents tell children um that essentially it said if you're mean or naughty or don't do what you're supposed to do don't listen to your parents um i think and maybe struble pater is the um uh, the it, it says that this person will cut your fingers off essentially <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's the crime for not listening to your parents um i want to see what this description says sorry i'm kind of derailing here yeah, you are. Um, each of its ten illustrated rhymes contain clear moral lessons and shows in an exaggerated way the consequences of bad behavior. <laughs> Read about the boy who would not brush his hair or cut his nails. Shockhead Peter. Read about the boy who would not stop sucking his thumbs. That's the one. If you don't stop sucking your thumbs, uh, y- you will get them cut off by someone. Germans are crazy, man. So I'm not, I'm not surprised uh, this butts man... Is a thing. That's man. Continue. Oh, are you sure? Uh, look up Der Struvelpater oh. if you're interested. Yeah, do that. Check that out. Sure. <laughs> uh, some of the abilities that he's said to have um, are fog generation, uh, hallucinesis, which I'm assuming is just making you hallucinate, mm. uh, his claws, his teeth, um, shape shifting, immortality, uh, phobokinesis, which I'm guessing is generating your worst fear like your phobia hmm. um and then uh somnopathy which i think is making it so you can't sleep huh possibly how's it oh that's it yeah that's it that's pretty cool uh, a lot of stuff i didn't know about um my favorite fact uh, was the coconuts. That's so cute, right? <laughs> Based off of a children's fairy tale. That's where they got their name. That's where coconuts got their the name. Coconuts. The a coconut. I'm pretty sure... Let me see. Coconut. It's a jam. A banger. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> it's the coconut song. Why do you know that? <laughs> what? <laughs> How do you know the duck song? You know some weird videos. I need your judgment. I'm always judging you, Paige. Yeah, you really fucking are, and you shouldn't. You should be the last person judging me. I know all your dirty secrets, you pervert. <laughs> <clears throat> So, uh, I couldn't really, I didn't really know what to do, um, with, uh, with my section, the story section. I tried looking up, um, actually got pretty far into Google. Mm -hmm. It was like going through multiple pages of Google. That's when you know you're really struggling to find something. God, when you have to go to the second page of Google, you might as well give up. Exactly. Um, I was trying to find boogeyman stories and I really couldn't find anything. Uh, no one was, I don't know. So I... I thought of Creepypasta. It's like, oh, of course, people have submitted stories about the boogeyman on Creepypasta. It has to be a thing. So I figured if I was going to get a story anywhere, it was going to be from Creepypasta. So that's where I went. Um, I've got two stories here. Uh, The first one's a little bit longer than the second one. Uh, I figured maybe I'll read the second one if we have uh, some time. I guess 
I can always cut it later, so maybe I'll just read both. Um, the first one here, it was likely written sometime in 2013, uh, and I have a few comments that people left on the story. Candyman TGFB writes, too usual. <laughs> Crazy Chris, with a K, Crazy. Right. I found this to follow the guidelines a little more than it should have. It was also rather funny more than scary, but that might just be me. Mm-hmm. And Potatoes Ate My Neighbor. Oh, no. Right. And the worst part is he didn't get laid. Oh, man. So the this worst is, part. Yep. This is the uh, it's just called Boogeyman. Everything had been going well that day that it all happened. Surprisingly well, even. It had been a crisp fall day as Miguel walked home from his job at the Indianapolis Child Support Prosecuting Attorneys. He could smell the moisture in the air. It would snow soon. If not today, then sometime later on in the week. I haven't read these either, full disclosure. Uh, The walk to Ransom Street wasn't very far. Mm -hmm. It also wasn't the most pleasant walk in the world. The neighborhood had been pretty run down and was only getting worse. The houses around his had always been crumbling. The foundations were warped, siding was slowly falling to the ground, and all of the yards had turned into dirt. Gross. It never used to bother him growing up. No, not at all. Of course, that had been when he dressed more like the people he saw on his walk home. Things were a little different now that he had to wear a suit to work. Oh, he's a fucking monkey. He's, uh, sure. A business monkey. It's not as though Miguel didn't make enough money to move to a better part of town. He made a fair amount of money as a legal aide working for the city. On top of that, Miguel saved like crazy and had even invested a small sum into some high-interest mutual funds. Money wasn't an issue. It was his family. When Miguel was preparing to graduate from IU School of Law, his mother died, leaving him with the responsibility of caring for his aging grandmother and a 12-year-old nephew. He had never known his father and had been used to dealing with extra responsibility, but he had never experienced anything quite as stressful as taking on the role of caretaker for his grandmother. She had come straight out of the barrios of Mexico City and couldn't speak a word of English. Come to think of it, she didn't speak much in any language since her only daughter, Miguel's mother, died. On that day, however, Miguel was unaffected by all of this. It was a good day. Jessica, from work, had agreed to go with him to Broad Ripple later in the evening. What the fuck is Broad Ripple? Jessica from work. Maybe we'll find out. What the fuck is Jessica from work? As far as Miguel was concerned, it was the perfect way to start his weekend. Jessica was tall, blonde, slender, and had beautiful green eyes. She was everything Miguel could ever want in a girl. He'd had a serious relationship once, it didn't work out, and he knew it was because he was too immature to make it work past the physical aspect. Oh my god, Miguel. During his walk home, Jessica was all that Miguel could think about. Miguel loved the way Jessica wore her short, tight skirts to work, almost without fail. Miguel, like most of his friends he grew up with, based dating and relationships mainly on the physical, and Jessica met those needs. God damn, Miguel. He had been out of practice in the bedroom since he graduated oh, college. What is this story? I don't know. I don't know where we're going. At what point is there a boogeyman? It's the long one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Though he'd never admit it to the guys at work. Mm-hmm. He would probably put a condom in his wallet just in case. That was loud in my ears. <laughs> just in case. Miguel's, in case of what, Miguel? Miguel's ready. Miguel's, I think Jessica's out of your league. Miguel's prepared. As he neared the worn-down wooden steps leading to his porch, Miguel let out a loud sigh. They made loud sigh one word. Loud sigh of self-appreciation. 
of self-appreciation. What What is is that? Ah, I'm so great. (laughs) What is this story in this next sentence? He would take a Trojan twisted or maybe a rib. There's still time to choose, he thought. As what he is put the his, tiniest condom? He put his key into the door. There's but, still time to choose the condom. Besides, I'll probably end up not using it anyway. Hey, Pelon, Miguel called out to his younger cousin as he entered the home. His cousin had shaved his head on a dare and hated the way it looked, so Miguel had taken to calling him Pelon. Miguel walked through the worn-down kitchen and listened to the wood creak beneath the decaying linoleum. The sink was still full of dishes from two nights ago when he'd made ling- lengua tacos. Miguel clicked the switch for the lights in his living room. Pelon. I don't know why I thought you were going to say linguini. No, uh, not linguini tacos. But then I also, that made me think of um, Ratatouille. Because uh, that ginger fuck, his name's linguini. <laughs> Pelon, you never did the dishes today. Hey, did you know that they're making a Ratatouille musical? Not Or interested. they did make one? Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't care. The rat is played by like a person in a rat costume. Uh, they couldn't even afford to get a singing rat. What a joke. Go ahead. <coughs> Pallone, you never so did... So you know. <laughs> <laughs> Pallone, you never did the dishes today. That's two days now since you... <laughs> you bald-headed fuck. <laughs> Miguel's heart stopped. What he saw couldn't be real. <gasps> There's no way, he kept thinking. He dropped to his knees and crossed himself as he started to, oh my God. to utter the Lord's Prayer. Dios mio! How could this have happened? How could they be dead? Oh my God, Jessica! His grandmother was sitting in her chair, slashed, opened ruthlessly oh. all across her face and body. The walker she used had been knocked over along with her countless bottles of prescriptions that had been scattered everywhere. Her intestines were dangling out of her fat, rolled knees. It was then... That Miguel saw his cousin's bloodied arm draped over the side of the couch and the rest of him on the floor in front of the TV. It was too much to handle. Miguel fell onto his hands and vomited. He was starting to black out. No, I have to keep it together. I have to get help. I have to get out and I have to get help, he thought as he clambered to his feet and stumbled out of of his kitchen door. Miguel fumbled his phone in his hand, then lost it when he fell down the porch steps and into the dirt. The fall didn't do anything for his stomach, and Miguel hurled again just as he grabbed his phone to dial 911. He trembled so badly that he had to try twice before he could even dial 911 correctly. 911, what's your emergency? No one says that. You're not supposed to say what. You're supposed to ask where. Yeah, we know you're a dispatcher. The emergency is. Came the woman's voice. You say 911, what the fuck do you want? Came the woman's voice on the other line. Oh my God, please help me. It's my grandmother and my cousin. They're dead, Miguel shouted into his phone. Sir, please stay on the line, the operator operator said as Miguel cut her off. Please hurry. Oh, God, they're dead. He was getting dizzy again and was having a hard time thinking. Everything kept getting darker. Sir, what's your address? Sir? Sir? Miguel Rivera, a voice said. (gasps) Hmm? What? Miguel said as he slowly opened his eyes. He wasn't sure how long he'd been unconscious. There were two police officers near him. We need to ask you a few questions, the police officer standing over him said. Miguel snapped up from the ground. Suddenly, he remembered his trip home. Pelon, Grandma, oh, he felt sick again. Yeah, about that, the police officer started. You want to tell us exactly what happened here? Yeah, yeah, oh man, Miguel started as he tried to keep his composure. I came home from work and they were both, they were both dead. It was horrible. Is that so? The officer skeptically asked. Yes, Miguel shouted back. He stopped trying to keep his cool and let it all out. 
something tore them up. My cousin, his arm was on the couch, but he, he was in front of the TV. And my grandma, she was in her chair, but all messed up. I could see inside of her. I'd never seen anything like it ever. Get out of your okay, grandma. Okay. Get out of your grandma. Like a pervert. Just cool down for a minute. Let's go have a look. Okay. What do you say? The officer suggested. Yeah. Okay. Where did he black out? Uh, outside in the lawn. Oh. Then lead the way. Did the he policeman. run out of the apartment? He stumbled out. So. Okay, I said stumbled out. Yep. Okay. Then lead the way, the policeman said, pointing to the door. As they walked up the steps, Miguel couldn't stop shaking. I can't look at them again. I, I just can't. The door slowly creaked open and Miguel and the police officers stepped through. Miguel pointed towards the living room as the officers walked past him. Any moment now, he would hear the police officers disgust at what they had seen. They would see Grandma's intestines on their knees. On her knees. Any second now. Any second. And they would come out of the living room as ready to puke as he was. Except it never happened. Instead, one of the officers stepped back into the kitchen. Hey, Miguel, come out in here for a sec, would you? Miguel stood up feeling very confused and sick to his stomach. What could they possibly want me to go back in there for? With shaking hands and a nauseating feeling in his stomach, Miguel slowly walked towards the living room. He felt like he was walking through water. His feet were heavy and weren't listening to him very well as he trudged along. He peeked around the entryway and into the living room. There they were, his grandmother, Pelone. The blood was still everywhere, the entrails still dangling, pills lying scattered, nothing had changed. Miguel started shaking and trembling all over. It was too much to look at. He felt sick again. Why would you want me to look at this again? Miguel shouted at the officer. The rest of the house is empty, an officer said as he entered the room. Miguel, the other officer started. What's going on here? Just look for yourself. Easy, pal. I am looking. I don't see anything. Easy, pal. Maybe you could fill us, in, fill us in on what you saw. How did they not see it, Miguel thought. How can they not see this mess? This used to be my family. You can't ignore something like this. Miguel looked at the officer in disbelief. The officer looked back at Miguel impatiently. It was obvious that he was annoyed at being called out here for nothing. He had experienced his share of crank calls, and he wasn't enjoying this one any more than the rest. Have you taken any drugs recently? The yeah, officer asked about cokehead. Almost sarcastically. The officer chuckled under his breath. Miguel shot him a heated look that made him stop chuckling. I'm serious, Miguel. Have you taken any sort of drugs recently? Or perhaps can, you've changed medications. Can you shoot me a heated look? Accidentally took the wrong amount. <gasps> Who's so heated? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I did just switch my seizure medications. That could be it. Miguel lied. He wasn't sure what else to say if the officers couldn't even see what he was saying. All right, fine. Call your doctor. Let him know what happened. Call us back if a real emergency takes place, okay? Yeah, Damn. sure. Sorry, officer. Have a nice day. No problem. You bet. The officers walked out of the creaky kitchen and towards their car. One whispered to the other, dispatch ran some background. He doesn't have any living relatives. He's probably just having a bad tweak. Bitch, what? They climbed into their cruiser, started it, radioed their findings to dispatch, and took off. Miguel watched them go from his kitchen window. That's when he heard the creak behind him. He turned to see his grandmother and Pallone standing in the kitchen doorway, still ripped apart and bloodied all over. It's time, Miguel, said Pallone. Come with us. That didn't have the boogeyman in it, and I'm really disappointed, and I hope you have another story. Um, like, I need some follow-up. Is there an epilogue? Because, like, what happens with Miguel and Jessica? Like, is there a torrid love story? Is there a baby at some point? Jessica, Does she meet the grandmother? Jessica was very unnecessary in this story. The entire never, opening was unnecessary. Yeah, she never comes up again. The entire conversation about condoms yeah, which was condom unnecessary. I didn't, I didn't really... Uh, and I could promise you, it's the extra small kind. Didn't really understand He ain't no that. magnum. No, didn't, didn't understand it. That was dumb. Um, I'm thinking, I don't know, if the boogeyman is Grandma and Pallone. Maybe they're both boogeymen. Or if the, the boogeyman is the one who killed 
Grandma and, and Pallone? Hmm. I don't know. There is no mention of a boogeyman. However, the very top of the story, there is a, a creepy picture of um, that thing. Okay. Do you and have another also, story? Also, what's happening here? The fuck? Um, some yoga. Are they naked? Some yoga. They're naked. Hot yoga. She's naked. Tantric yoga. It's a titty. Yeah, tantric yoga. That shouldn't be allowed. In There's such a thing as nude yoga. Sure. I do have a second story. Thank God. Uh, this one is uh, called The Boogeyman. Oh, maybe it actually has a minute. Not just Boogeyman. Uh, this was likely written sometime in 2017. And I think the only comment on here, um, Holden Oxley writes, The fuck is Holden? This had a great plot twist. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten from Holden. Damn. <clears throat> Holding these nuts. <laughs> Hide. That's how I'm going to laugh from now on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Go ahead. Hide. That's all I can do. On Hide. It. What else am I supposed to do? Pretend this never happened? Yeah. No, I, I can't. Oh, never mind. <laughs> and I won't. This is too serious. It too is. important. You're right. Nobody can find out. No one. They can't find out that I did this or I'm dead. There's too much blood on my hands, too much on the wall and tiled floor. Oh, God, what did you do? The toilet is destroyed, broken, and oh, bloody. Okay. There's shrapnel inside of the man on the floor. His face is gone. All that remains is a bloody skull. There's knocking now, people asking what was going on. He shit himself. There's no escape from me. I can't go anywhere. No windows, no giant vents. There's just a door, a gateway, the only passage to freedom. Why would there be a giant Safety. vent? But the others can't see the body, or they'll be frightened and call the police. No, they can't live either. Oh? All they say is a name. Mac? Mac? They want to know if this Mac is alright, but I can't open the door. They'll know about everything. My suit is covered in fresh blood, and his body is right there. The others can't live. They must die. There is broken glass. I see a large piece of it, too. Sharp as well, and shaped like a knife. Perfect. I grab it and grip it tightly. I know it's cutting my hand, but I can't, I can't feel it. All I fear, All I feel is fear, anger, and the urge to kill. But I have to wait. I must. The two outside sound like women. They will be easy. Oh. But how many are outside? How many? I don't even remember how I got here in the first place. But I have to throw them off guard. I have to surprise them with something. So I talk to them, but they don't reply. Surprise. I wait for a reply. They ask if something was in there with me, and I reply with a no. No reply. They ask if I had something down my throat. They said my voice was barely but a whisper. I reply with a no. The girls start to get nervous and say they're going to call the ambulance and try to help. They can't, or they'll figure out. Here's my chance. They walk away, and I burst out of the door. I grab one from behind. She's yelling the name again. Mac, stop. I bring her to the bathroom. Slice. More blood on my hands. More on the walls. She falls into the tub, her blood now going towards the drain. I hear the other girl sobbing, trying to hide. She hides in the attic, trying to suppress her sobs and panic. Oh, how dumb, how frail she is. Then I climb to the attic quickly. There she is, trembling in the corner. She looks up and her eyes widen. I raise the sharp glass. She says another name, this time, shocked and away. Amber? I gotta piss. What are you... Her talking ceases as the glass easily pierced through her throat. There. They are all gone. No one is snitch on me now. Then I go to the untouched bathroom of the house. Snitches. And use the sink. Get stitches. I have to wash my face off. It's covered in their blood. I'll leave as soon as I do. But I look at the mirror as I dry it off with a cloth. The face of the girl that I killed. I see it, but it's my face now. I go up to the attic once more and turn the girl's lifeless body over. Her face is not there anymore. But how? 
Then I remember who I am. I remember how I got here and what I do. Chuckle. That's all I do. Then I laugh. I chuckle. That's all I do. Now I have to wait until tomorrow. That's when the neighbors would leave. Then I'll get under their child's bed and go after the adults as soon as I get the kid. Besides, that's what I do. That's why the children call me Boogeyman. I mean, at least it pertained to the Boogeyman, I guess. Nothing really scares me anymore. <sighs> You're not scared of the Boogeyman anymore? No. No. I'm going to jump over my bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the Boogerman! <clears throat> yeah, that one uh, at least made a, a mention. I wouldn't give it an 8 out of 10. I would not. It's a little high. I already forgot the guy that gave it an 8 out of 10, but honestly, he's a moron. Uh, Holden Oxley. Okay, if Holden, you're a dumb bitch. <laughs> Fucking Holden, don't know shit. I think uh, it was a little redundant. A little, a little too much re- yeah. repetition. I like that he's like, what a twist! And it's like, okay, well, we're not talking like M. Night Shyamalan level here. <laughs> like, if you could calm down. Uh, yeah, that one at least made mention of a, a boogeyman. A boogerman. The other one, I think you'd have to kind of infer a little, maybe do some... Uh, well, everyone's too focused on figuring out what size condom Miguel yeah, needs. In- introspective, so. yeah. This, uh, this chick he, he said Jessica in, in her condom. short skirts. Mm-hmm. Yep. And my grandma's dead, but obviously, Jessica uh, wears short skirts. Obviously a, a horny prepubescent boy. Right? Is he prepubescent? He, works, he wears a suit. He's got a job. He's a grown-ass man. And then another person who wrote this. Oh, yes. Creepypasta. Um, he said Jessica with the short skirt. Those were a little underwhelming. But I, my gammy's dead. I, w- I wish I had a... Uh, a better boogeyman thing, but I couldn't find any boogeyman Honestly, beggars can't be choosers. Uh, and I figured creepypasta, you know, would have them. I I searched up boogeyman, and these are the first two that came up. So um, the other ones, I didn't. Honestly, when you try and find stories for certain things like mythical creatures, it is uh, honest. It's a crapshoot. Yeah, you do not know what you will find. Precisely. And I thought that your dulcet tones were great. Thanks. So wonderful. I think I could be. Um, I think I could do audiobooks. You could. I, I could think read you audiobooks should. professionally. Can you like pull up an excerpt from like Harry Potter and read it to me real quick? I think we would get copyright. Okay, don't do yeah. don't do Harry Potter. <laughs> do like. Um, um, you know, I was gonna read um, uh, Stephen King's short story called Boogeyman. Okay, don't do that. But I realized I couldn't. Okay, do that. just pick an excerpt from like a book. Like just look up a book. <laughs> read the definition of something from the dictionary. I just want to hear you audiobook some shit. Look up a book? Yeah, just like type in book. What did I look up um, here? It was, uh, oh, Struble. Read an excerpt from Twilight. I want you to read to me about like the scene where Edward's in the forest and he tells Bella to hang on to him and calls her a spider monkey. <laughs> Better hang on, spider monkey. And that is, she's turned off by that Here, for uh, some reason. I will read uh, from Struvelpater. Okay. The story of Little Suckathumb. <laughs> <laughs> little Suckathumb. One day, Mama said, Conrad, dear, I Mama, must go out and leave you here. Mama said, knock but you out. But don't mind now, Conrad, what I say. Yeah, Conrad. Don't suck your thumb while I'm away. You better not. The great tall tailor always comes to little boys who suck their thumbs. And he chops them off. And ere they dream what he's about, and he takes his great sharp scissors out. Oh, shit. And he cuts their thumbs clean off, and then, you know, they never grow again. 
man, Germans are mean. Mama had scarcely turned her back. The thumb was in. Alack, alack. The door flew open, and he ran, the great long red-legged scissor man. Why is he red-legged? Oh, children, see, the tailors come, and caught out little suck-a-thumb. <clears throat> snip, snap, snip, the scissors go, and Conrad cries out, oh, oh, oh. Snip, snap, snip, they go so fast that both his thumbs are off at last. Okay, you need to, like, Mama do a different home. voice. There Conrad stands and looks quite sad and shows his hands. Okay, but you're reading ah, it like you're Mama. reading to children. I knew he'd come. To naughty little suck a thumb. Okay, no, you need to read an excerpt from Twilight for me real quick. I demand. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, suck a thumb. I get it. You like to suck your thumb. No, the guy, the red legs. You okay, asked why he's red legged. He's got red legs. He's got pants. Okay, now read an excerpt from Twilight for me. What Twilight? The first one. And do a dramatic voice. I want to feel immersive. Like, I want to be a part of this story. I think I can just pull up a. A book online. Yeah. Um, read online for free. That's all you have to type in. <laughs> Is it Stephanie Meyer? Yeah, that's that bitch. It's only 200, uh, 260 pages. Yeah, it's not that long. Because it's full of absolute shit. And you can only make that go so long. He looked at me with his icy vampire eyes and I said, Edward! <laughs> I know what you are. You're a gay man. Which one is the boy with the reddish brown hair? Oh, hell yeah. I asked. I peeked at him from the corner of my eye, and he was still staring at me. All sneaky like. not gawking like the other students had today. Yeah. He had a slightly frustrated expression. Oof. I looked down again. That's Edward. He's gorgeous, of course, but don't waste your time. You gotta he do voices. Date. Apparently, none of the girls here are good-looking enough for him. Oh my god, Jessica, you're she such sniffed. a jealous bitch. A clear case of sour grapes. I wondered when he'd turn her down. Sourest of grapes. I bit my lip to hide my smile. Then I glanced to him again. His face was turned away. Have you seen the movie? But I thought his cheek appeared lifted, as if he were smiling, too. Have you seen the movie? No. She bites her lips, like, all the time, but it looks like she's having, like, a Tourette's moment. What? <laughs> yeah. Like it's one of her ticks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Poor Bella. What did you think of the beer? That was intense. Maybe I turn these up a little too loud. I don't know. I thought it was good. Uh, like I said, I prefer like Hefeweizen's and uh, standard Weiss beer yeah. over this dark wheat beer. Uh, it's good. It's crisp. Uh, it does have a little bit of bite to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of nutty and roasty. Me too. Um, I don't know. It was okay. Nothing spectacular, you know. Um, I thought it had good flavor, but like in the way where it was like, okay, I can appreciate that this was brewed well and they did a good job on it. But like for me, it doesn't agree with my palate. That's fair. Like I'm gonna finish it. Like I've only got like two more drinks left, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't I'm not big on like dark beers. Yeah, maybe that's it. Well, I mean, you you really liked uh, Goose Island, though. I didn't. Yeah, you did. I didn't really like it. It was upsetting after, like, the first four drinks. Can you go back and, like, watch any of our episodes? Watch? You don't remember anything. I, I remember some stuff. Uh, I guess I should say you tolerated 
uh, yep. Goose Island. It was so. good at first, and then it just became too much because it was... It was very rich. Too yeah. intense. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like... I feel like there's a dark beer that we've had that you enjoyed, but I, I just can't remember what it was. No clue, bro Um, Yeah, it was decent. Um, I've had We've had better beer, though, on this show. I think 86 is a fair score. Um, yeah. I didn't hate it, but I don't love it. <clears throat> but you did finish it, so that's, yeah, that's, that's a good sign. That's high praise from me. Right. Uh, beerandfearcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email or just harass us, we'd really appreciate that. Maybe some blackmail. No one listens to this. No well, one's, people listen. No one sent us Chelsea email. listens. Scott listens. My friend Tony listens. Ooh. Max listens. Oh, yeah, Max. Yeah. Why do you forget everybody? <sighs> I don't know. Mm. <laughs> Beard for cast at gmail.com. Kirsten listens. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, we've got I've got a few people from work that I've listened to. Mm-hmm. Latoya listens. Yeah, your boss listens. Yep. Let's talk mad shit. They um they told me they listened to the first episode once during their shift, like on midnight shift. And I was like, oh my god, you did not. <laughs> oh no. I was pretty upset, but I want to know <laughs> people's opinion of me because I think that it's the worst, and I love that for myself. Well, Scott likes you. Aww, <laughs> Scott, try, stop trying to hit on me. You have kids. I'm not ready to be a mother. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh we're doing frights and flights we're trying to do frights and flights if you have a personal scary or spooky story i have scary or spooky <laughs> it's scary or spooky <laughs> i have three stories so far oh i have one we could do it oh what a why didn't bitch? you tell me what a you have three stories yeah, I got three. you got three stories and three beers i don't have three beers I have to make one person give me a beer still. Okay, well, get on that. Once you get that third beer, let me know, because I've got a story. Well, we've got... Oh, no, it's Chelsea's. So that's one of yours, right? Chelsea's one of my stories, yes. Okay, then we need four. We need one more. Oh, were you counting Chelsea's? Oh, yeah, oh no, I was counting Chelsea for me, okay. too. We need one more. Yeah. One more story, and we can do this, all right? If you're listening, send us a... Just fucking make something up. I don't know. What? No! <laughs> God, have some freaking dignity. Uh, and then, if you have a story, send it our way, and then... Uh, throw in a beer rack, and we're going to try your beer on the show. Also, harass me on social media. Yeah. Send me, like, threatening emails. <laughs> like, you smell better when you're awake. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Have a good day. Oh, that's it. This is the end? That's okay. the end. Kisses. I got to pee, too. Take your pants off. Do you want to go first? Yeah, of course I want to go first. I have to pee. I gotta pee too, I'm gonna be quicker. You have peed three times. I just drank a whole beer.